The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to Judas, not Iscariot, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming again. I, If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May Christ's peace be with us, that we might be aware of the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. Throughout my life in the church, especially since I started wearing a collar, I have been asked on a number of occasions who the Holy Spirit is. And while I have a stronger sense of the Holy Spirit in my life than I have of most any other spiritual reality, I am stumped when someone asks me to explain exactly who or what the Holy Spirit is. So when I hear Jesus' promise to the disciples before his arrest and crucifixion, that he will not leave them alone, that God will send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with them. I get a little excited that we get to talk about the Holy Spirit, and then I remember that I don't really know how to do that. (laughs) But I do like stories. So let me tell you a story, a story about us and God. Once upon a time... God made us, human and flawed and beautiful. God made us. We became, and still are, God's children. God raised us as well as a divine parent could. We made mistakes, big ones that hurt one another, and many little ones that incrementally separated us from God. Sometimes God might have been upset with us. Some of God's people filed reports on God's apparent wrath, actually. Maybe revisionist history. It happens, even in the best of families. Often God gave us wonderful gifts, perhaps knowing that the love, compassion, and generosity of a parent might inspire love, compassion, and generosity between siblings. Sometimes this worked. Sometimes it did not. So finally God decided that we needed a brother. Once upon a time, God joined us. Human and beautiful, God was now with us. 
We became, and still are, God's sisters and brothers, God's companions. Because God became incarnate in Jesus. We argued with one another, as siblings do, us and Jesus. We still made mistakes, big and small, destructive and erosive. But sometimes we got it right, too. We heard Jesus speak of love, and we gained courage and curiosity. Love got bigger. Suffering was still big, too, though. Mostly because of all those human mistakes. The violent ones, the catastrophic ones, and the systematic ones. Jesus had a lot of work to do. And to some degree, we joined him as best we could. Jesus preached love, and Jesus loved us. Jesus preached healing, and Jesus healed us. Jesus preached truth and justice, and Jesus got in trouble. Truth about justice is dangerous among the ranks of human power. It is hard to heal people who do not see how their wounds are inflicting damage on others. Jesus knew his time was drawing short, and so he preached a long goodbye. In it, he promised to not leave us alone. He promised that God would send an advocate. Once upon a time, the advocate showed up. Resurrected Jesus breathed the Holy Advocate into us. Holy Spirit, beautiful, God was now in us. We became and still are vessels for God. The Advocate decided to advocate through each of us. To varying degrees, we opened ourselves to that energy. We set forth to carry God's love to every corner of the earth, to continue to speak of truth and justice, to continue to heal and love and mend this world, to continue to be with God, to cry with God at the atrocities, to laugh with God at the beauty, to rejoice with God in love. Once upon a time... We at long last knew ourselves to be God's children and God's siblings and God's vessels. And so, like Peter and Paul, we carried God's story to others. Like Lydia, we heard, we listened, we believed. And like Lydia, we responded by offering hospitality. Like the writer of Revelations, we recognized the Spirit speaking in our dreams and visions. And we offered up our words to allow the Spirit to be known through us. Sometimes, in trying to do God's work, we ended up hurting others. Still do. Sometimes, just navigating our human lives, we end up hurting others deeply. But I think if we are humble, if we listen well, if the Holy Spirit is allowed into us, then the Holy Spirit can pull us back and redirect our course and equip us 
to reconcile with those who we have hurt and then send us back out, joining us along the way. And when we see places where people are still blindly and haphazardly hurting one another, we know that we need to embody the Holy Spirit even more fully so that whatever healing God can do in this world might be done through us. Through us individually, communally, and hopefully here in our church. Once upon a time, the Spirit arrived on Elm Street in Concord, Massachusetts. The Spirit must have danced around this land before that, though. Through Native Americans, through settlers who came for religious freedom, definitely through transcendentalists, and through a group of Christians who founded this church and have spent 130 years praying together. I have a feeling that the Holy Spirit can breathe deeply in this place in a way that amplifies holy energy. Has there not been some moments in your life here when you have felt big energy in this place? When you have felt a wave of love or compassion or even sorrow that needed to be felt or undefined expansiveness? Maybe you have sensed the Spirit's fingerprints in the residual prayers of hundreds of thousands of women and men and children in this place. Sometimes I swear the stones in these walls are covered with the Holy Spirit's fingerprints. Maybe you have served on altar guilds or in some other capacity in which you find yourself alone in these worship spaces and yet have felt quite unalone as you go about your work. Maybe you were here yesterday as 72 people from around our deanery were confirmed or received around this altar rail here. And maybe you sensed the brightness of the Holy Spirit on someone's face just after the bishop laid hands upon them and prayed the Spirit deeper into them. Maybe you have your own unique story of the Spirit in your life. I'd be willing to bet on it. The Holy Spirit, the Advocate, promised to all of us, including you. Because once upon a time, God made you. And Jesus accompanied you. And the Holy Spirit was poured into you. And to that I say, Amen.